When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there this is all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos Inside Sports Fantasy Football Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, and our wonderful friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network is sincerely appreciated. Well, with the Lakers in the midst of a troubled road trip, per se, but we thought we'd pop in with another late night Lakers fast break from the Lakerholics.com site and his articles. Five things that you can catch right now at Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet. And Jamie, we're going to catch up on some other things going on in the NBA, starting with your opinions on the teams in the West you think are right now at the top of the food chain. I mean, <laughs> there are, I would say, three teams, really, just the Warriors, Suns, and Jazz. You know, if the, those those are your three uh, alpha teams right now. They've shown Mine they can. Too. They, I mean, they've shown they can do it at home and on the road. That's the mark of a team that usually goes far in the playoffs. So, you know, to start, Golden State is killing it, and it, I can't imagine it's going to get a lot worse when Clay Thompson comes back. So, Or James Wiseman, even if he can give them anything. If he can give them any kind of defense. Because, like, you know, Looney's one of those guys you always think, like, man, at that next step, he might just fall apart. Like, he may just collapse in front of me and never move again. Like, he just He just always looks like he's moving kind of awkwardly and uncomfortably. But, yeah, Wiseman could really, if he gives them anything or – convinces it like make makes it so they have to move Trey to more of a four role, which he already kind of is. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing anybody beat uh beating Golden State at all in, in, in any in any team. They're killing it. Yep, they are killing it right now. They're out on the road and they had very convincing win earlier this week yeah. against Brooklyn. So we're seeing a lot from them right now, even though Brooklyn is at the top of the food chain in the East. To me right now it's a little bit more up in the air in the East. As far as the Eastern Conference is concerned, because I see yeah. Brooklyn. I don't know how much longer we can sustain Washington, Chicago at the really top, top. 
I see them still as playoff teams, but I'm not sure if they'll sustain themselves being number two and three in the East. You've got Miami in the four spot. They're still a very solid team playing very well. I still think right now that we're going to see a little bit more from teams like Philadelphia, obviously Milwaukee, which is just now just climbing over the 500 mark now that they got all three members of their big three back in the lineup. So I see Milwaukee getting into the mix at some point in time, but how do you see it in the East? I mean, I think all the teams you mentioned are missing key resources for one reason or another. Celtics are missing uh, Brown. Uh, Nets are obviously missing Kyrie and Philly is obviously missing Ben Simmons. So, or the resources cap wise that would have another player contributing. It's not that they're injured. I mean, in Ben Simmons, that's a, that's a debate, but Kyrie's just choosing to do whatever he's doing. So for those fan bases, it must be doubly infuriating that they, because you feel like with those resources, you might be even better. You know, it, maybe it doesn't have to be Kyrie, but like any, like Dennis, Dennis Schroeder <laughs> switch did not catch, could be in there Kyrie with, okay, there he is, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder. And, and, you know, so you get something out of the, the, the resources dedicated to that player. So uh, this is such a weird season beginning of the season for the NBA because there's two guys who have superstar guys who have just decided not to show up right like and the rest of the league has moved on and we're into the season and then at some point I'm, I'm assuming they'll be back on the floor especially in Ben Simmons's case those three teams I think will be better if they can either get those guys back in any kind of meaningful capacity or trade them for somebody who's going to show up <laughs> absolutely yeah, and I can see those teams doing very well in the East. I know the East looks like it's uh, pretty much of the two conferences right now. It looks like the stronger at this point in time of the season because you have a lot of teams. They still The Knicks are in play. You've got Charlotte still at a decent record. Boston, with its win over the Lakers, are going to gain a lot of confidence. In fact, they won two in a row earlier this evening. you got Cleveland, though, that's going to fall right. down a little bit because they were suffering some injuries even after a hot start. But I see even Philadelphia maybe staying in the mix somewhat, but it's tough to see right now because right now the East is so packed with a lot of very competitive teams. You got the Wizards and the Bulls, I think, playing a little bit higher than their expectations. Maybe the Wizards. I think even the Bulls to an extent. I see the Bulls right there in the fourth, four, five, six mix after when it comes down to it. Yeah. I, th- I think that they've gotten off to a good start. We'll see what happens when they hit more bumps in the road. The it's all about Zach Levine. If, if, if Zach Levine plays at an all-star level all season long, I, I think they're going to stay right about where they are. They may That's go down as – they might go down as four, four, five. I don't know if they'll drop under six. No, um, I don't see them dropping under six, but I do see them in that four, five, six range just yeah. because I don't think they have enough over the course of a full season right now unless they get something – the like a lot of these teams, unless they get something at the trade deadline to keep them going. I think when it comes to Brooklyn, Brooklyn, even though they are number one in the East, I think they're, even if you spoke to them, they're not meeting their own expectations, much I, less everyone else. Oh, totally. There's a huge ch- chunk of change that's just not showing up to play every night. And yeah. so and that could is, be somebody. You know, could be somebody, but it's 12 and five. I'll take that right, right totally. now if you were the Lakers. Right. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's no, no complaining, but I would, I would put them in the, uh, like you just said, I would put them in those teams in the middle of the pack who, even though they're leading the pack would say, well, we could be even better, or at least we believe we could. Um, 
yeah, the East is the East is kind of the, a chugging powerhouse this season. One team that I also think will move up a lot is the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't expect I you know oh, yeah. I expect the uh, the Bucks to start maybe rocketing up the standing sooner than later. But that's the, then the question is is who are they going to displace? Charlotte, maybe Charlotte, Boston. That would be astounding. Definitely they'll they'll you know the Cavs should start to fade. I don't know who's going to get displaced though. You know, like that's I the problem the with the slow. Though. The Wizards, I think the Wizards had, you know, by the time we get to the halfway point of the season, you might see them fall somewhere a little bit farther below than where they're at right now. Because I think being at number two in the Eastern Conference is a little bit above their pay grade. Sure. But I mean, I mean, if if we're talking the play in, that's one thing. I guess I'm talking like a top eight seed. I I suppose we should just keep the play in still kind of bothers me on some levels. I like the play in, but it's also a little early season. It's a little wonky. Um, oh, and that doesn't include a team like Atlanta, who I picked to uh, finish very high in the Eastern right. Conference, who is just starting to put things together now. They've on, they're on a four-game winning streak, and they're not even at five hundred yet. So they're they're turning things around. And then you still got a team that like Toronto that right. has a lot of quality players, and right now the leading contender for the Rookie of the Year. And we'll go into Rookie of the Year and MVP here in a second. But Scotty Barnes, who's played very well for Toronto, and they're still at 8-9. They're not even in the mix yet. You got Indiana, a team that the Lakers are going to meet here that has underwhelmed so far, and they're 7-11. So you never know. They seem to have enough players that they could make a run at any point in time for, the, I think, the bottom half of that playoff seed, if, even, if that's still a possibility in play. But, yeah, the whole Eastern Conference right now outside of Detroit and Orlando seems like a very competitive one at that. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, the East is a kind of a chugging powerhouse. Like every everybody right up to the the Pistons, I think has a chance to fight into one of those top ten spots. So, who out of these top ten will get all the way displaced out of you know that top ten? I I, I think you're right. Washington should fall a little bit. Uh, I, seven and one at home is pretty spectacular. Four on four and four on the road. I don't know. For, for me, that feels kind of unsustainable. I feel like they'll end up doing a little bit worse on the road and their, their home record will kind of buoy that a little bit. But I mean, if they can hang out with four and four on the road, they'll surprise a lot of people this season. Uh, they'll be last this season's Knicks for the East, you know, that team nobody expected to do well at all. And suddenly has burst onto the scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Atlanta not starting hot is, is, I mean, they're still, you know, they're, they're like us just under 500. Well, but they're they're on the upswing. They've won and, their last four. So well, they, and that's that's a great point. They are on the upswing. They, if they, yeah. they're figuring it out. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a brutal playoffs for the East too. Like all of these teams are going to be pretty talent loaded, and you wonder which one of those teams that's fighting to get in is going to be the first one to to mix it up a little bit. Like you said, you know, all three of the Hawks, uh, Raptors, and Pacers have pretty some movable contracts that you could use to maybe try to bring in some more a little more dynamite and blast yourself into the playoffs. So it's going to be, it's, we're not 20 games in and it's already uh, kind of shaping up to be a very interesting season instead of, you know, in terms of assumptions uh, uh, across the board, uh, but also still the holdout holdouts of uh, Ben Simmons and, and Kyrie Irving is to me, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating to kind of watch it all unfold. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, I'm with Jamie Sweet. He is the man behind Five Things and his great column. You got to go ahead and check it out today at Lakerholics.com. It's Lakers Late Night for the Lakers Fast Break. The thing I want to ask before we head on out is the MVP right now and the Rookie of the Year. Right now, let's go with a Rookie of the Year first. I think because the injury to Evan Mobley, who was, uh, I think, a clear frontrunner because of his outstanding defense, the things that he's doing, which at the time was you know, just catapulting Cleveland into an area where nobody thought they were going to be, especially right. here in Vegas. They're, they weren't <laughs> even expecting maybe 25, 27 wins, I think, was what, what they were targeted at. And now you see that they were doing so well. <laughs> Up until the point he got hurt, and now they're starting to falter a little bit. So I don't I, – I, like you said, I see them fading as well. Yeah. He was my rookie of the year, but as of now, since he's going to be out a you know extended period of time, yeah. I see Scotty Barnes, who I know Rafael Barlow, our good friend, has unfortunately felt the wrath of from fans because he's famously on air saying that why did the Raptors – you know, go with him as a glue guy, you know, that high in the draft. And he's proving to be much more than a glue guy. If you've seen him out there, please, if you haven't, go ahead and make your way to go ahead and try to check out some footage of him because I think he's doing a really good job. His Not only his defense, he can play one to five, anyone on defense. The thing is, well, he's leading as a team. He's going ahead and initiating the offense. But the biggest thing is he's actually shooting quite well, much better than expected, because that was the one area, the one huge area weakness that I saw when I was evaluating them the draft. And I'm just happy to see that for now, things seem to be not too bad for Scotty Barnes at this moment. I mean, it's all about your situation and making the most of it, right? You know, that's, 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 and, and again, you know, when it comes to, you know, there's, there's a lot of, we make assumptions or we, we make, you know, observations or evaluations. And sometimes the, the person who we evaluate is, you know, determined to be something else and they're able to accomplish that. And that's always, I think, a, a, a nice, a, a nice story. And, you know, like you said, Cleveland's got a lot of young talent. Have, losing Sexton is also going to be a blow. Having Sexton and Mobley out at the same time basically guarantees they're going to fade. They're like a pretty solid, maybe, you know, veteran type player away from, having like a pretty solid team in the East, which is just going to make the East coast even more, <laughs> you know, kind of devastating and, and rough to play uh, where I've, for many years uh, it felt like kind of not the punching bag, but you know, kind of the punching bag of the NBA. Sometimes you'd be like, Oh, look at this East coast road trip we're going on where it's, you know, 500 or less teams. And those days seem gone. It's a very competitive conference. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I am really excited to see what happens so far this season. So I'm sorry, and you asked me my pick for Rookie of the Year. If I had to pick yes. right now, I would probably say – I would probably have to say Davian Mitchell. He's been great on the defensive end, inconsistent offensively right now. Yeah, Plus but he's I, still I, coming off the bench. He's, I know, but uh, yeah. I mean, I I still feel like if 
Sacramento, if Sacramento comes into Christmas with a better record than the Lakers, I can only imagine the commentary as the world, you know, talks basketball for, you know, basically 16 straight hours. I don't know. I, I'm, I like, I like to, I'm always a defense guy anyway, but uh, he doesn't, I'm, doesn't have a chance probably to win rookie of the year, but I like him. He's my favorite rookie, I should say. Well, we'll see what happens with the rookie of the year. I think, again, if Evan Mobley doesn't come back soon, I think it's right now right right at the hands of Scotty Barnes, although Jalen Green can take off at any point in time. Cade Cunningham has been playing a little bit better as of late. And once again, it is Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. One last question I want to ask you. I mean, we've already talked about the West, which is dominated by, right now by three teams, Utah, Phoenix, and the, and the Golden State Warriors. And then the East, where it's you know pretty much Brooklyn and everything else is up for grabs right now because it's so hotly contested. Yeah. But the one thing I want to ask you is, right now in the past week, we've seen a clear leader in the clubhouse emerge for MVP in one Stephen Curry. Because oh, yeah. after his, his performance against Brooklyn in Brooklyn, I think solidified it. I think right now he's just taken that excitement level to almost the days of where we were at four or five years ago. So your thoughts on MVP right now, I think it's Stephen Curry's to lose. I agree. I, I think that's hard to argue. Uh, you could obviously make the KD argument. But just lost to Steph Curry. I was gonna say before last, you know, before they lost to the uh, Nets to the Warriors on their home floor. But that's the other thing is there's a lot of time for those things. You know, he could come in and beat Steph in Golden State, and uh, then then it may be a little more even fit, footing. But if you had to ask me right now, uh, I would definitely Steph Curry. Honorable mention would go to uh, Bradley Beal on the Wizards, uh, just because he's got that team such a ridiculously. <laughs> Uh, there's no way they're going to stay that hot, but um, I would like for him to, you know, be rewarded for staying, a, a, working with the team to stay a wizard. You know, like it'd be nice, nice story for him. I, I've always liked Bradley Beal, and you know, that team's a pretty woebegone franchise. But yeah, I don't see it's Steph's to lose if 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 it was if the MVP was to be voted on today, I would imagine. I think he would be oh, yeah. a, fair, a fairly unanimous choice. Well, he had a he was the only one that ha- is an unanimous choice ever yeah. for MVP yeah. voting. Right. So, I mean, but that's it would be a back to back, and it might who knows it might be this year. Like if the Warriors win close to seventy games, like <laughs> that's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> What if they win the same amount of games that Laker Tom had predicted for the Lakers? 74? No, 65 to 70. Oh, uh, yeah. Number 67 so. and a half. That's right right, 67 and a half. That's right. That's that was where there it came I, from. I forget. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that that half game they play on uh, Easter. Totally spaced on it. It's good saying it's an 87 and uh, two-thirds game season. Anyway. Uh, that's. I think that would be. I mean, first off, you would have to say hats off to the Warriors for staying the course, right? Like they could have, they could have broken that up to some degree, gotten rid, you know, not signed Draymond to an extension. You know, they obviously made it a priority to keep Clay, uh, and they did a good job drafting to support those guys, right? Like they never were like, well, we're gonna get the next you. They were like, well, we'll get you know guys that are good at other things but not going to try to necessarily like find the next you and you know 
they're a well-run organization. Steve Kerr and the management all the way down, like it's a pretty, you know, well-run organization. And that always has, I feel like a lot to do with success. It's why, you know, Utah might never, as they did under the Stockton Malone years, win a championship, but they're always, you know, going to field <laughs> a really good team because everybody's kind of, for the most part, on the same page, it seems like every season. So it's, uh, whereas I feel like as in general, the Lakers have been a little more chaotic since the turn of the century. Yeah, I sure hope we win a little more uh, closer to the 65 <laughs> 60 game range than I feel like we're going to, we're going to get to right now. I mean, we really turn the season around. Um, the West doesn't feel as stacked or as difficult as it did a few seasons back though. There've been a lot of teams other than I would say, you know, top two teams, really Phoenix and uh, Phoenix and the Warriors. Um, I mean, jazz are always going to be in that three to five range, but I feel like between the, the Suns and the Warriors that I don't, I don't see anybody really pulling a season together that's going to challenge those two at one and two. They may go back and forth at who's going to be one and two, but I feel like both those teams, even with them each missing key guys here and there now and then, Suns to a lesser degree, uh, they know what they're doing. They 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 have an identity and it's a winning identity and everybody who's on the team that needs to be on the team and have a significant role has bought into that, that identity and that style and that way of doing business. And so it's, it's, I, it's going to be hard to, I feel like, you know, knock on one or two at this point. Um, you know, I'm always the Luka Doncic, uh, phenomenon, you know, is, I'm not going to say that that team's missing something that would take that team to the next level. Because Luca's amazing, but it feels like, you know, Jordan before Pippen and and Phil, you know, like really good, fun to watch, but can't really, can't really get it done. And so now they've had a coaching shake shake up, right? Uh, And it's still kind of the same. And I would say this is also the Portland, a similar narrative uh, in Portland, although with slightly more of a powder keg situation there. Uh, but what's going to what's gonna push the Mavs into that level of like, you know, those top two, top three teams? Um, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know. I just don't think that they have enough. I don't think the Mavs have enough. Uh, you know, I mean, right, yeah, even but if like, Kristaps plays well and, and with Luka there, I mean, I just think that they don't have enough to play at that level of the top three right now. But what would you get? Well, like, how would you? I guess you'd have to say like you. Tr- that's another team that I could see making a trade with. Unfortunately, I could see them going. I could see the Lakers taking a flyer on Kristaps. I don't know that we could put a deal together, uh, and that would be an odd pairing of Westbrook and uh, <laughs> and Luca. I can't see Dallas making that trade at all, actually. Um, I don't see anybody making a trade for Westbrook at this time, unless it's a salary dump and unless you're giving up a whole lot of stuff. What else do the Lakers have to give up? Like, <laughs> it's like THT, Monk, and none. <laughs> right? Like, want a guy on a minimum deal? We got him. <laughs> yeah. Want an aged vet? Hey, <laughs> I'm your man. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I'm not one to overly be enthusiastic about trading players on the team. I, I, I usually prefer to see us try to work it out or figure it out or, you know, something. But in Russ's case, it's such a, you know, it's such a huge commitment in terms of, you know, cap resources that you need more, <laughs> you need more out of it than it's get generating. And so, and I'm not saying that that's Russ's or anyone's fault. That just, that's the reality, you know, it's, that's where we're at. And um, I would imagine they would to a person say the same thing, you know, they not blaming Russ, not blaming any one person, but that the team has to figure out a way to get more out of this. Um, Denver, again, Denver's, I feel like, Denver's where I would have expected Golden State to be this year, honestly, like waiting for a key guy to get back, know what we're doing, have an identity, have been to the playoffs and stuff, but Joker hasn't started off. I mean, he's, saw, he's playing great, but not, I feel like, the way he was last season. And, you know, they're a little bit inconsistent on, on defense right now, too. So, And uh, I can't believe we, you know, Clippers are going to be fine. I don't know what's going to happen in Portland. I don't know. It seems to change there by the week. Obviously, the the issues with Neil O'Shea, and then yeah, you know, the up and down nature. They're they're really look really good one day, and then the next day they get beaten by twenty. So we'll right. see what happens with Portland because right now they're very much an up and down team, and and you know, it all clings on what's going on with the uh, front office, and it also clings on what happens with Damian Lillard and his continual outlook on the team. If he still wants to buy into what Portland is doing, that's great. As soon as he wants to go ahead and check on out, that'll change things entirely. So that I, yeah. And I, that's a weird situation because you wonder like with all that other negative publicity going on, like any deal for Lillard that isn't like, I'm not going to say an improvement, but at least a lateral, (laughs) Which, again, that's like asking for a lateral in the Simmons trade at that point. You know, no GM is going to be like, oh, you've got a disgruntled superstar. Oh, let me help you out. You know, so yeah. in a way, uh, it, it gets worse for Portland if, I mean, you know, like the Lake, there's a lot of teams right now where, like, you know, still not 20 games in, 20% of the season's uh, done. So, you know, depending on how you measure things, but. Uh, if you if you want to be a little more specific, but winning cures everything, and we're only a couple of all these teams are you know a game or two away of being like oh well you know you're like a game or so over five hundred you know you're in the play in you're playing well enough we'll figure it out but when you're under five hundred twenty games in you, the numbers start to build up against you like you just have a bigger hill to climb to get to anywhere. Uh, and so, you know, we have an old team. We don't want to play in the play-in, which means you really want to try to get into the top six. And so that's already kind of a, you know, we're like three games out of that. <laughs> uh, three and a half, really. Uh, and, well, not necessarily three games, but it's going to be hard for the Lakers to learn on the fly for a long, a much, for a lot longer. Uh, it's, I mean, it hasn't worked well yet and I, I don't see it working better unless it improves. So, you know, in terms of who gets displaced from those top six, it's hard for me to see anybody, but maybe Dallas or the Clippers. And 
I don't see any of the teams under Minnesota forcing their way into that. I mean, I don't see Sacramento making the playoffs this year. No, uh, and see, it could be a very short term at this point in time. Already they're 6-11. and 11. Well, you are going to probably see Harrison Barnes. Uh, you probably moved if that's the case, and you're probably yeah. going to see someone like maybe Rashawn Holmes possibly moved. You're probably going to see some of those individuals, maybe one of those guards like Buddy Heald being moved as well. That wouldn't surprise me. I personally have said before that I thought De'Aaron Fox uh, would be, and, and what was it uh, Marvin Bagley the third for Ben Simmons? I thought that would probably be a good trade off. It works on the trade machine that I already have tried a couple few weeks back. So, yeah, I think that's uh, probably a fair trade for both at this point in time to give us new scenery because DeAndre Fox is not playing the way that he was in previous years. And, uh, you know, I think right. that a good change of scenery would probably be good for both. But, you know, at this point in time, it's we'll wait and see. But I think. It's about time for Sacramento, just much like the Lakers, to start hitting the panic button because yeah. uh, it's looks like that you know changes need to be made sooner rather than later. But before we head on out and before you tell everybody what to look forward to with your five things articles, want to go ahead and ask real quickly about the Lakers. Obviously, we've got to touch on the Lakers just a quick bit here, and that's with them. Do you see any hope that they can turn this around anytime soon? Because I do think that they can turn this around. It's just going to take a lot better effort on the defensive end. Yeah. I mean, I, when I heard that Frank was now vacillating on, you know, when there was a convert that now Frank and LeBron are like, maybe we do want to have a center in there. It's just, it's going to get infuriating if we get this whole other season again of like, Who's who's playing when and with whom? <laughs> and you know, two seasons. And I wish he had never said that that inane comment in the off season about etching a lineup in stone, because he's done anything but the whole since that moment. There has been no no attempt to do that. Like I feel like he squandered the opportunity of experimenting with AD and LeBron at the five and the four in camp because we came into the season starting DeAndre and Dwight in the roles of JaVale and Dwight from two seasons ago. And then that didn't go get off to a great start. So then we switched now to this other sort of mode, but without LeBron <laughs> 80 at the five, no LeBron. Uh, and then we've also, now that LeBron has been back for a game, already have gone to LeBron at the five and a bunch of guys for a few minutes in at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter. And this isn't the team that's ready to do that. I don't think, I don't, I think there's every, you basically have asked everybody to do everything different from every single way that it worked before with LeBron and AD specifically. And so not only are you asking for role players to come in and learn a new way and play a certain way besides these guys, the two guys who they're supposed to be learning how to play next to are half, both also having to learn how to play a different way. So nobody's going to ever figure out quickly the, the best way for everything to work because it's always changing. So, and not always with intent. Some of that's due to injury and, you know, compensating for injury, but, 
at the same time, it's starting to get who's going to come in and fix a four and a half, almost a five point differential. Cause that is the differential. I believe we're giving up right now between it's actually probably higher after the Boston game. I haven't looked at the point differential since the Boston game. I'll bet it's a little over five now. I mean, Trevor Ariza is not going to come in and erase five points per game. Kendrick Nunn's not going to come back and erase five points a game. And so what we're talking about is a team symptom. It's, it's not going to be a player. A player might help, certainly, but a player will not fix this. So, And it was the same with LeBron. LeBron wasn't going to come back and defend at a level that he raises five points a game. Uh, not every night. So it's, it's, it's a concern because, you know, these are the guys we got <laughs> for the most part, uh, especially the Venom Minimum guys. You know, I, uh, that's the only thing you can do. So... If we can't figure it out in ten games, I would say if the if we're still about where we're at, five hundred or below a little bit in ten games. Um, if you look at our ten game schedule, it's uh, it's the next ten games is a pretty uh, <laughs> bit of a gauntlet uh, when you get right down to it, and any one of those teams, as we've learned this season already any one of those teams can beat this team right so if i had to guess if i had to predict i would say you know looking at the next 10 games which is Knicks today i'm sorry pistons today Knicks on tuesday uh pacers out pacers on wednesday at the Knicks on tuesday then we friday face san antonio uh sacramento rather at home then pistons at home then the kings again in Sacramento, then it doesn't matter. Lakers Clippers game, who's at home? Technically, it's our home game. And then December 7th, we get a chance to get some revenge on Boston. And then it's uh, the Grizzlies and the Thunder. I would expect us to finally beat the Thunder on December 10th. I would expect us to get a nice revenge game against Boston on our home floor on the 7th. We got to beat the Pistons both times in the next, you know, couple weeks. Like that has to be. A goal for this team right now, right? Because if you lose either of those games to the Pistons, now you've got a, you know, there's a much, there's a better team. You got to to get through these next ten games at 500. And there's so, actually a winnable stretch where you, yeah, conceivably win every single game leading up to the Dallas game on the 15th. Of I agree. I very much agree with that. And that that, but this, I'm looking at just a ten game stretch from where we are, which doesn't even get us to Christmas, right? Like, I'm not even looking ahead to Christmas. Like, we yeah, same just, here. I'm just on December fifteenth. I see, right. uh, you know, before then, you right, have, right. yeah, like you said, a very right. winnable schedule. Yeah, we have to. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we can handle the business with the Pistons, handle the business with the Kings, and get a couple of revenge games, that's a six and four, maybe you know, seven and four. Once you get almost to Dallas, that's going to put you a couple games over 500. And you, uh, I would consider to be a sign of improvement because the issue with this team right now is I didn't really, you know, I, the, the Milwaukee game was disappointing because I felt like we allowed ourselves to beat ourselves when it came to stopping Giannis and no, because nobody did. <laughs> so world champs, we got up for it. We got up for the game, but we weren't able to, you know, we kind of like, it got too hard and we kind of lost our composure at the end and, and nobody stopped Giannis and, and they killed us. They didn't kill us, but, the, the, you know, they beat us. The 
and then, you know, with inexplicable losses to the Thunder, who, what gets this team excited? I don't know <laughs> what it is at this point. It's not an aged rivalry. It's not the NBA champs. It's not taking care of business against teams. You should be able to take care of your business against. Don't let them beat you. <laughs> and we haven't shown the ability to do that. So this, this, if they can't discover that ability in these next 10 games, it's, it's going to be a major concern because that's basically the identity of the team at that point. You'll have had, in theory, everybody will be healthy. Who matters? You know, for really pinning all, all of, if the hopes of the rebellion rests on the shoulders of Trevor Arisa, we, we might be in a little bit of trouble. And and same goes for Kendrick Nunn. You know, I think Kendrick Nunn will be an improvement over Malik Monk. And I think that Trevor Ariza will be an improvement for fewer, uh, an option to Carmelo Anthony that has some size. But, uh, you know, I don't see Ariza pushing Melo too far out of his role. And I don't see Ariza pushing LeBron too far out of his role. So now, you know, you're down to about, you know, 15 15, 20 minutes a game, which probably is all he can give you anyway. So I don't see how, you know, I don't see how this team, this team needs to figure out how to defend better. And if they can't, we're not going to have any kind of success this season. Not consistently. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check out his five things articles at Lakerholics.com. So tell us, Jamie, before we head on out, the actual five things itself. How's it going and what you got planned for everybody out there for five things at Lakerholics.com? I mean, right now it's kind of a bummer, man. You know, my team ain't winning. No, it's been fine. You know, it's funny because they're all reactionary to the game. So during the summer, it gets to a point where it's like, well, there's nothing really to, you know, we can keep imagineering and, 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 you know, speculating about this or that. But I generally tend to just like to deal in what has happened or what is happening. And so it's, you know, we're cooking right now. We're, we're always cooking during the regular season, but they have not been overly positive because there hasn't been a lot of overly positive things to write about. I'm hopeful that we'll see something. I don't know if there's a team in the NBA that's had a players only meeting yet. Uh, I'm sure there must've been maybe somewhere along the line. Maybe not. If we're the first team, it might take that uh, if we don't come back from this road trip with a, with a winning record, which will be decided in any one of the games coming up. So should we lose any of the next three games and have a losing record on the road trip? I would imagine a a players only meeting to follow uh, toot sweet. So, but I, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun doing five things because it kind of forces me to contain things into a, a, a singular line of thinking. Which sometimes I go off on tangents. You may or not may not realize that. He does every now and then, but we'll wait and see. Once again, please check out his five things articles at LakerHolics.com. 
you could be just like Lake Raton because you know he's had a tendency to do that as well. Well, you know, none of I didn't, I didn't, I didn't major in uh, you know broadcast uh, ed- etiquette, so I have to, you know, what I should do in theory now that I'm thinking about it is maybe come up with like little you know note co- note cards so I can kind of contain you know stay on target. It's all right. It's all right indeed. But you know what, my friend, it's been great talking the NBA and the Lakers with you today. Likewise, or thank you. I'm sorry, this evening on the late night Lakers fast break and i want to do this again in the not too distant future i know the holidays are coming up so it's going to have to be intermittent but i'd love to go ahead and sprinkle in a late night lakers fast break if we can if you guys out there have any questions for us at lakers fast break please we'd also love to hear you at lakerholics.com if you have any questions shoot them over there at laker tom you want to shoot at laker tom a message for him about the lakers and anything else there but also as well lakerholics.com or email us Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Yeah, if you have any questions, please let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And I'd love to do this again. We've already done it a couple times around. I'd love to go ahead and talk some late night hoops with you whenever we get a chance real soon. Thank you very much. Love to do it. And I enjoy being here, Joe. Uh, always, my friend. Appreciate so much you stopping by. Wishing you and your family continued health, happiness. And of course, we're going to see you hopefully this coming week. Maybe appear with Laker Tom if you feel like battling him again. It's funny because we've got even more comments on the previous broadcast that we did that got so explosive. A lot of people were commenting about us as far as the fighting is concerned. Mm. I think a lot of people actually kind of like us. The thing is, Tom gets fired up and I get it. You know, I get fired up, but I don't, I don't need to. He gets a little chippy. He gets a little chippy. He gets, you know, he gets a little, uh, you know, I'm glad he's a little personal direct right there. Well, and I'm glad he's not like the naval captain, uh, you know, on the ship I'm serving. You know, damn the torpedo, you know, he gets a little damn the torpedoes every once in a while. So that he does. But sometimes it's all good. good. Sometimes he sinks his own ship. But I'll just yeah. that. And we know he's going to hear this, though. So, you know. He's like a gunslinger, is. man. He's got a lot of bullets in the uh, belt, and he's going to shoot them all every season. There's no, Absolutely. Holding, there's no holding back, man. And every time, I think he's got one aimed right between my eyes. <laughs> no, no. One with a smiley face on it, though, because he's happy to see you. Yeah, well, if it's not here at Lakerholics.com, you should see That's what right. he writes about me there. You do see what he I writes know, about no, me. Whatever. No, no. I was on my morning hike. Usually I'll just let it go, yeah. but there was one this past week I could not let it go, and I had yeah, yeah. to responding kind. I was not exactly thrilled with that, but yeah, no. I did. But this, is, this is the relationship everyone out there. We're not being paid to dislike each other. <laughs> We're not being paid to argue with each other. There's no, just, crypt, there's no crypto. Uh, there's no yeah, crypto sponsorship no, it here. It just happens. It just happens with us, indeed. But well, the Lakers are a fiery topic of discussion. You know, people yes. are passionate. People are passionate. Yes. Laker fans are definitely passionate. You we're, definitely you know, we're a passionate that. lot, and like everybody's got you know big thoughts. So, like like Joe said, pop on by the website, check us out yes. on Facebook. Absolutely, share those thoughts, indeed. But my friend, it's been great having you here. I'm wishing continued success and health for your family. Likewise, I know you'll likewise. be dropping by sometime next week with us right here at the Lakers Fast Break as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. But I know another late night Lakers Fast Break is in the offering. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. But again, I want to thank everybody for watching and listening. I cannot thank so many of the hundreds and hundreds of listeners over the course of the past month who have checked us out that are new listeners, plus also our returning listeners. Obviously, we owe you a debt of gratitude as well. 
But Jamie, we'll see what happens with the Lakers and continuing thoughts on the NBA. We'll be able to share them always right here at the Lakers Master.